This is the Unstoppable Authors Podcast with world-building warrior Angeline Trevina and the queen of flawed protagonists, H.B. Line. Every week we bring you discussions on the craft of writing, author life and business and interviews with some of the industry's most unstoppable authors. A writer's life doesn't have to be solitary. We're here to bust that myth, support you on your journey and encourage you to be unstoppable. Welcome to episode 76 of the Unstoppable Authors Podcast. Today we are wrapping up the last decade. No, sorry, year. It feels like a decade though. It really does. Before we get started, a huge thank you to all of our patrons. Your support means the world to us. Patrons get early access to episodes, exclusive behind the scenes access to our off-air banter. <laughs> excuse me, as well as the warm, fuzzy feeling of supporting the podcast. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so for just £3 a month at patreon.com forward slash unstoppable offers. And it would be really great if you could take a moment to share this episode on social media, grab a screenshot, share it directly from your podcast platform, or even take a selfie with it. Just remember to tag us so that we can share it too. It means so much to hear from our listeners and to know that you enjoy the show. So instead of our regular personal updates, because we're recording this ahead of time due to the upcoming Christmas festivities, I thought we could just open the show with a brief summary of where we are each at, where we are each at in relation to the start of the year. Despite everything, I've actually had a very productive year. I had three goals, publish regularly, grow my platform and increase my income. And I've accomplished all three. Obviously, me being me, I had them broken down and defined as proper smart goals and everything. And there are elements of each that changed due to the way the year panned out. But by and large, I did achieve what I set out to do. Yay. So my big goal at the beginning of 2020 was to do more live events let's take a moment to laugh at that one yes indeed <laughs> so I actually do really well at live events and I really enjoy doing them as well so I really wanted to make that my focus this year hmm <laughs> so yeah that didn't that didn't quite pan out <laughs> now I came into this year with one book already written so that was published very early on and another, a non-fiction one, which was fully planned, got released shortly afterwards. But I can honestly say that the rest of the year turned out to just be one surprise after another. <laughs> I bet. Uh, now, a question of the week. Uh, this week, we're asking you, what one thing did you accomplish this year, be it planned or a surprise? Mm. So... We're going to start at the beginning, um, back in January. Angeline, where did you intend to be by now? Now, as we all know, I'm not much of a planner. <laughs> so honestly, I didn't have a year-long plan at all. And I certainly didn't write anything down. 
So yeah, I only really remember that I wanted to do more live events and I always aim to publish five books a year. I've actually only published four this year and I had hoped to squeeze another one out this month, but there's just no way that's going to happen now. So never mind. But I did also release two short stories to my mailing list, but they were already written and they're just short stories. So I can't I can't really claim them as another two published books. As for other things like newsletter subscriber growth or income goals, I never actually set myself a number. I know, Holly, you hate it. <laughs> just, just because I never tend to usually reach it and then I'm disappointed in myself. So I tend to err on the side of just avoidance. But after the first two releases of the year, which were already written and planned out, Every other book has come as a surprise to me. Most of all, my Christmas novella, which I only got the idea for writing it like a week into November. And I actually, I wrote it in just 11 days. Wow. <laughs> well done. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> that one. Uh, so back in January, I, I did have a plan oh, and, and, and it was all written down. Um, of course. <laughs> yeah. So um, I actually have a, you know, business planner where I, I do all of this stuff. And um, I'm going to talk about YouTube in a little bit. Um, if you want to go see the one video I have on my YouTube channel, it's setting up this planner. Um, so yeah, I had nine publications planned for this year. Now, that sounds like a lot and maybe a little crazy. Um, but let me clarify. So three of those were multi-author anthologies led by another author. So all I had to do was help with the promotion because the stories were mostly written. I think I was finishing the last one mm -hmm. in January this year, but they were basically done um, and someone else was handling all the technical side of it. All I had to do was tell my email list and post about it on social media. So that was that. Um, Another four of the nine were relaunches of old books that just needed a facelift. So, you know, new covers and formatting and stuff, which turned out to be far more time consuming than I had anticipated, admittedly, but uh, they, they weren't, you know, four whole new books. So I was only planning to actually write and publish two brand new books this year. I plan to launch YouTube and have 150 subscribers by the end of the year. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we were planning Indie Fire and I had an idea of what we might get out of that. And I had targets for various aspects of my platform, like followers and subscribers and stuff. And I had an income goal in mind too. So I definitely had plans this year. Various mm. <laughs> plans. Um, so much more organized than me. <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, there's no right or wrong way, is there? We're, we're each our own people. <laughs> yes, yeah. absolutely. We'll stick with that. <laughs> <laughs> and if in doubt, cake. <laughs> Always. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I hate to ask, but <laughs> this year, what did you not manage to do? <laughs> but half the things on the plan um because yeah um but yeah youtube is the big one uh so as i mentioned i published one video on jan in january and that was my sort of plan with me get set for the year type video and it was such an ordeal just technically the editing and everything <laughs> of that 
Um, it was beautiful, though. I've got to say <laughs> that that video was was masterful. Thank you very much. So I, I maybe set the bar a little high because I was like, <laughs> I can't, I don't have time. I don't have time to put this much effort because that took me weeks to, mm. <laughs> to produce. Um, so I, I didn't manage to go back to it. Um, and there was a book that I had meant to write that I didn't and another that I intended to publish, but it's not finished yet. Uh, but I did publish eight out of the nine books that I planned, and one of them was an unexpected non-fiction book. So that was a, a nice detour. Um, so, yeah, so I, I didn't do my YouTube, and there were two books that didn't mm. happen. Yeah. That's not that's not too bad, to be it's fair, not is too it? bad, no. Not How about you? <laughs> so what I didn't do was launch my pen name. So I had this grand idea of launching a brand new pen name this year. I wanted to write two novels and a prequel novella before September so that I could release them rapidly and like hit the ground running. That didn't happen because when the school shut, I just lost all my writing time. So it just time wise, it just became an impossibility. But because of the other things that have happened business-wise this year, I'm actually, I've decided to put the pen name on the back burner for like the foreseeable future. Mm. So I will return to it at some point, but I honestly can't say when it will happen. I mean, you know me, it'll, I'll, I'll pursue it when the whim takes me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a lovely way to live. <laughs> <laughs> oh, believe me, it's not great (laughs) (laughs) okay so I know I'm really sorry you're gonna hate this question but (laughs) what did you learn about yourself and your business this year now I've seen this question pop up in a lot of memes this year like what have you learned about yourself this year like everyone's meant to have some huge life-affirming epic noble answer you know, like people have learned how strong they are or how resilient. And I, I honestly don't have an answer. I honestly, honestly don't. I really cannot think of a single thing that I have learned about myself, except maybe how good I am at sneaking into the kitchen to eat chocolate without anyone seeing. But honestly, I've got young kids. I already knew that I was good at that. <laughs> you have to hide to eat chocolate when you've got little kids. Yeah. <laughs> and the things that were always important to me like the internet netflix coffee cake my family they're all still important so i I love how your family at the end of that list so yeah that's completely in order (laughs) (laughs) but i haven't discovered that like i had this huge focus on something that in the long term isn't really important at all except maybe underwiring (laughs) (laughs) that might be the only thing (laughs) but honestly I it sounds really bad I know but I honestly don't think I have learned anything about myself at all this year I've just reaffirmed things that I already knew does that count (laughs) yeah (laughs) does that that sound a bit more noble than I haven't learned anything Um, (laughs) When we're talking about my business, well, that's a totally different matter. I have learned that I 
can and (laughs) am absolutely capable of making a full-time wage out of doing this Mm. and that has been a very nice surprise (laughs) this year yeah it's you know I've seen your growth this year and you know I'm I'm so proud of you like and yeah I think it's it's tremendously rewarding isn't it when it all starts paying off oh yes (laughs) yeah so I have actually learned something invaluable this year and that is I can write with my kids in the house. Oh, who'd have thunk? So this might sound a little bit weird to some people, um, especially those without kids who are like, what do you mean? Um, But honestly, I had a very fixed mindset about this before. Now, for those who don't realise, my kids are home educated. So in March, I didn't suddenly have my kids at home when they wouldn't normally be, not in the same way as other people. I've never had the luxury of having five to six hours a day child free in which to write and run my business. That's not the way our lives work. Um, But that isn't to say that our lives weren't horribly upended. Of course they were. Home educating is a bit of a misnomer because what it normally looks like for us and most families is frequent day trips out to like parks and beaches and museums and the cinema and national heritage sites and so on. My kids every week normally have trampolining lessons and music lessons and drama lessons and creative writing workshops, all sorts of things outside of the home that all went away. And unlike school kids who you know, partially returned in July and then fully in September, none of our activities have resumed, not one. Uh, Home ed has basically ceased to function um, completely. And so our lives have massively changed. But what used to be the case was that my parents had the kids overnight midweek and I would get a day and a half child free in which to really focus on things that are definitely more difficult with the frequent interruptions of children. That childcare went away and hasn't resumed. But I've had to find ways to get on with it anyway. I couldn't just go, oh no, I've got no time to write because this is my business and it's and it's something I enjoy. I had to find ways of making it work. And I wrote my goal setting book under these conditions in March and April this year. I uh, finished I finished last night, in fact, <laughs> the uh, first draft of one of my new novels. And I have another book half done that I'm about to return to. I won NaNoWriMo with zero child-free hours. So my previously fixed mindset has been rewired. And now I know that I can write with the kids around, actually, as long as my other half is also around. Uh, That's the the caveat. He's been working (laughs) at home since March. So I, I can't honestly say that my answer would be the same if that hadn't been the case. Mm. yes (laughs) so is there anything that you intended to do this year but instead you're going to carry it over into next year yeah so the big one for me was getting ads working and you know my revenue goal for the year was largely dependent on that um so you know I've, I've like you I've done Brian Cohen's challenges and you know I've I've dabbled with ads, but I haven't really got consistent results out of them yet. So that is going to be my major priority for quarter one of next year. Um, I enrolled in Mark Dawson's Ads for Authors course in the summer, um, which I started. I dove straight into that and um, 
and was loving it but then it kind of got put on hold for a few months and I've just come back to it really this week so that is you know I need to get through all of that and implement the lessons from that um so that's carrying over into next year and I also had ideas for other income streams which just didn't really quite come to fruition this year so again that's something that's gonna go into next year yeah um I mean the the book that I had wanted to squeeze in or, or rather squeeze out I suppose um I wanted to squeeze in another release this month but yeah it's not gonna happen that's so that was the first book in my new cyberpunk series so that is the big one that's moving over to next year um but the first draft is completely done Mm -hmm. so that's going to be an early release next year dare i say the end of january (laughs) you've said it now (laughs) it came out of my mouth so yeah I, I'm committed now. It's all right. It's not like anyone's heard it, right? <laughs> <laughs> no one heard me, yeah? <laughs> um, I would, I honestly do want to have a no, another go at that goal of doing more live events. But honestly, I'm, I'm a bit worried about tempting fate if I actually like, maybe I'll push that to 2022, eh? <laughs> yeah. Because honestly, like, I I don't know when live events are going to start up again, but it's, I can't imagine it being before, like, May mm. at the earliest. It may even be later than that. We'll just have to wait and see. And, and yeah, I mean, you've already mentioned it, Brian Cohen's Amazon ads challenges. So I did, I did it in January this year. Um, it has been hugely successful for me. And I signed up to do all of the other ones because he does them, does it, what, four times a year or is it three times a year? Three or four. Three or four, Um, yeah. Yeah, I signed up to all of the others, but I just didn't have the time because his Amazon ads challenge, if you want to do it properly, you have to just do nothing else for that week Mm. in there. It really is like a full on one week, booyah, don't do anything else. And I just... I just didn't have the space for it this year. So I'm going to do it again in January um, and try and do it um, more times during the year, maybe. (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) Okay. So what have you enjoyed this year that you want more of? Making money. (laughs) Honestly, I know that that it sounds really conceited, but honestly, I've spent years feeling so guilty because financially my business wasn't pulling its weight. It wasn't justifying its own existence. And it is so nice to not feel like that anymore. And also, I have used a lot of that extra cash helping out my friends in their businesses. I have bought stuff from loads of my independent friends and spent a lot of money with them. And it just feels so good to be able to finally do something like that. Mm. So, yeah, more of that, please. (laughs) But I also feel that the online community has really pulled together this year and there's been so much support from certain people and I've strengthened a lot of online friendships And we've been able to really be there for each other and rely on each other as well. And I have loved that so much. Yeah, absolutely. The community, the writing community is one of the best things for me this year. Um, I've 
<clears throat> I've made some amazing friends and yeah, like you say, deepened connections with people. And so I know I've been going on about this a lot recently, but Dan Wilcox's nano boot camp was absolutely amazing. And the friendships I've made there have just really changed my life. And we're carrying on with that. So we're currently doing an editing boot camp this month. And it's turning into an ongoing membership thing for next year so that we can all continue basically co-working together, uh, which is fantastic. It's really helping my um, word output tremendously. Um, so, yes, more of that, please. Um, also, all the podcasting. So obviously there's this, um, you know, Unstoppable Authors this year. We've we've gone from strength to strength and had so much fun. Um, but also I joined the Great Writer Share podcast as a host this summer and I absolutely love being part of that team and doing all the interviews and chatting to amazing writers for that. It's, it's brilliant. So, yeah, I can't wait to carry on with that next year. Awesome. Mm. And what plans have you been forced to change this year? So, <laughs> uh, really, the only major one because as I said earlier, I've kind of been able to keep going more or less with my plans. Some things haven't quite gone as I expected, but um, mm. the big thing is Indie Fire, which yeah. <laughs> um, I know you want to talk about as well. So maybe sort of answer this jointly together. Um, mm. Yeah. So that was supposed to happen in May. Yeah. Uh, and we had pretty much done all the work for it, hadn't we? I mean, because it was supposed to be a live event we had all of our guests lined up we had you know and they were responsible for you know planning their own workshop sessions and stuff so you know all of the pre-work had been done for that and we yeah. were just waiting for the big day which obviously was going to be a massive amount of work but the prep was done mm. uh, and then we had to postpone it and then we had to change it <laughs> because in November we still couldn't have live events so we went virtual and suddenly we had like I think we gave ourselves six weeks didn't we was it even that it long? might have been five <laughs> um yeah to turn it into an online event which was insane I still can't quite believe we did it but we did <laughs> and mm. uh, we pulled it off mate we did, we did it <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it was brilliant and I'm actually kind of thankful I because I think obviously it was very different and we there's no way to know how it would have gone if it had gone ahead as planned but you know we had loads of attendees it was really well received you know uh, we've had fantastic feedback I it couldn't have gone better really given mm. the situation and given the time scale yeah definitely yeah it was it was crazy pulling all of that together because we had to get videos of workshops we had to record panel discussions mm -hmm. we had to we had to do the tech yep as well well I say we <laughs> you did it <laughs> I, I did most of the back-end stuff but I mean you you did your workshop you had slides and everything like you know yes yes there was a lot, off. <laughs> a lot of video tech happening on this end although a lot of that was my husband um <laughs> I'll just pretend it was me um but yeah it was like a crazy amount of work to switch it from real life 
<laughs> event to a virtual event. But like you say, yeah, there's a the really big benefit that I'm really pleased about of having it as a virtual event is the legacy of it. Yeah. Because a live event, it comes and it's gone. Mm. You know, whereas Indie Fire, it's still there. Yeah. You know, all of the, all of the videos and you can still access them. Yeah. Go, yeah, go to indiefire.uk for just 20 pounds you can access all of the workshop videos and the panel discussion videos. Yeah. Do it. Um <laughs> and I think that is such a huge benefit to yes we we you know our hand was forced mm. but actually I think that that is a huge benefit. Yeah. I love that it's just going to be there, you know, it's mm. the legacy of it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it turned out really, really good in the end. Yeah. However stressful it was, <laughs> however much hair we may have lost, <laughs> <laughs> however much we aged. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely spotted a few grey hairs that were not there before. <laughs> and the fact that, I mean, you didn't do nano, but I did. I, I oh, somehow yeah, no, managed to insane. do NaNoWriMo in the same month as Indie Fire. I'd, but then I, I also, that was the month I wrote my Christmas novella. True. Yeah. In 11 days. So, <laughs> yeah, we like, we lost our minds. Yeah. I think, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I've, I've said this a number of times, probably just this year, um, that I think both of us, we take a lot on but mm. we accomplish a lot as well. And I think yeah. November this year is a shining example of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the the other thing that I've changed this year was, um, I mean, you've already mentioned about like the disruption to childcare and routine and having quiet time. And when that disappeared, I... I switched my focus from writing fiction to writing nonfiction because I find that so much easier to write with when you're constantly being distracted and interrupted. It's like, it's not so much of, I don't, when I write nonfiction, I'm in a nonfiction zone, but it's not nearly as deep as a fiction zone. Does that mm. like make any sense? To yes, absolutely. <laughs> completely agree. Is that, you know, you're just drawing on like the things you know you're still in the real world whereas when you're writing fiction you have to immerse yourself in this fictional world mm. and I can't do that if I immerse myself and then 20 seconds later I'm hungry I'm bored oh, can you get me this can you get me that you know it's mm. so much easier to write non-fiction mm -hmm. than it is to write fiction when the kids are around <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, yeah that was a big change this year yeah I think and you did you said you hadn't learned anything about yourself I think you've proven yourself to be really adaptable and I think that's a good thing to know about yourself that, that, that's interesting because like that's one of the things that I say I'm not at all mm. that I'm not very I always see myself as somebody who is not very good at adapting mm. at all I hate change I disrupted think plans <laughs> I, I, I you know me I have yeah. like I have like if if my plans are disrupted I have a freak out and I have it's part of my process I it may be over the top it may be childish I'm probably hugely overreacting and generally I am but it's part of my process and mm. I need that 
although I must say this year my freak outs going have changed from just like a few hours of freaking out then sleeping on it and then realizing it in the morning it probably not as bad as I thought they they have extended to like three-day freak outs <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's been an unprecedented year <laughs> it has yeah I think you know you need to change your mindset on that and accept that you are actually adaptable and there's a big difference between like so one of the things that sticks out in my memory is um when when we were much younger and before we had children um Andy and I used to go stay at friends houses for whole weekends and these were set aside times role play because we're all total nerds right um and every now and then you know I would go away for these weekends prepared to stay at that person's house the entire time and play games okay and eat and you know and you know chat and all that but they would be like oh let's go down the pub and I would freak out and like no that's not what Mm. I'm here for but that kind of you know not being spontaneous in that way is very different to um being adaptable in your business it's a, Mm. a whole different thing so I think it would be good for you to shift your mindset a little bit on that <laughs> I'll try <laughs> I'll put that on the list of goals that I'm not writing for next year I mean I'm writing I'm writing Holly I am writing them <laughs> <laughs> okay so what has been your biggest accomplishment this year so honestly my increase in income has been massive like this year I've gone from making like literally just pocket money to earning more per month than I did in my last employed job Mm. and it's been massive and amazing and exciting and terrifying too but honestly just coming out of the other end of this year with just a shred of my sanity is a huge achievement so (laughs) honestly people if that's all you've achieved this year, you can honestly be so proud of yourself. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's fantastic. Um, what have I... What's oh, my biggest accomplishment? I thing is, for me, I feel like it's lots of little things. I'm not well, sure... Well, that's okay. Yeah, I'm not sure if I can distill it into one big thing. But I, I mean, my goal setting... I I never imagined myself writing nonfiction. Um, it was it took me completely by surprise that I suddenly wanted to do that, um, and then the success of it has I you know yeah like you I can't quite fathom it. It's mm-hmm. um, so I mean I've still got a long way to go um, in terms of meeting my goals for that book. Ha, ironically, um, <laughs> but because I didn't plan it you know I didn't have many expectations I didn't have anything written down for that book so anything that it did was a nice surprise Mm. (laughs) um so yeah I think that's probably my biggest accomplishment awesome yeah yeah it's been it's been a trying year in a lot of ways, but in a lot of ways for both of us, it has been a really, really good year. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I, I think it's important. And I think why we wanted to do this episode was to properly reflect on it because it's all too easy to focus on the bad stuff. Definitely. The yeah. disappointments, the losses, you know, but 
to actually sit back and properly look at it more objectively and say, no, you know what, this was actually really good and this really worked and I've learned from this, you know, that's a really important process. Um, Mm. So I think it's a good idea to do that. Definitely. Um, Now, a little bit of silliness. (laughs) Would you rather? So, Holly, would you rather have x-ray vision or magnified hearing Ooh. now for me when I, I was thinking about this and I was like it really depends on whether you can turn it on or off yeah yeah because if you can't turn it off then that's a very different matter than if you can switch it on and off so I think for the purpose of this question we play it as if you can switch it on and off at will oh um okay I will take the hearing. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm a very... um, I'm... My brain works in two different ways. So I'm I'm a very visual person. I'm a very visual learner. um, But I'm more sensitive to sound. um, Mm. And it would there are times you know when I think I can hear something and I'm I'm like straight, oh yeah you know and and I'd be like can you hear that can you hear that and the people I'm with are like what no um <laughs> it would be I would like at times like that to be able to amplify my hearing or to you know if like the, the kids are making some noises and you you know where you're like are they good noises or bad noises yeah <laughs> to, to be able to tune in a bit more amplify it and be like oh no, that's okay they're not killing each other fine let them let them be um yeah I think that would be really useful and Mm. and fun and like going out for like a walk in the woods and being able to like really hear everything like all the birds and the leaves rustling and everything like I would find that really inspiring and stimulating so yeah I'm gonna that would be cool yeah see I I would also go for magnified hearing largely because I'm really really nosy (laughs) I, I would really like to like over here stuff (laughs) (laughs) you know I don't think there's any ever like any times where what would I do with x-ray vision yeah what would you do with that like I I don't want to sit in my house and look into the houses of the people opposite thank you (laughs) no but you'll listen to their conversations (laughs) hell yeah (laughs) but it would be a totally if, if it was an ability that I couldn't switch off there's no way I would choose the magnified hearing imagine that 24 7 yeah you'd go crazy. oh uncontrollable yeah it would have to be the x-ray vision yeah because yeah. then would you see think... everyone as skeletons yeah I think so but presumably yeah. if you close your eyes you could stop it or would you just yeah. see straight through your eyelids I don't Ooh. Mm. that's true mm. and like when you got yourself dressed, would you be able to see yourself in the mirror and what you look like? Mm. Or would you just see a skeleton? You'd be like, I have no idea what clothes I'm wearing. Yeah. <laughs> you put your makeup on, you're like, I've probably got way too much blusher on and look like a clown, <laughs> but, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, there's a lot of problems. Yeah, yeah, it has to be a talent that you can switch on and off, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
Right. As a reminder of our question of the week, uh, we would love to hear from you, from you on social media. What one thing did you accomplish this year, be it planned or a surprise? And remember that if you want to hear all the backstage stuff and get all of the other benefits, you can join us over at patreon.com forward slash unstoppable authors. And please don't forget to share the podcast online and tag us on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Unstoppable Authors. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Unstoppable Authors podcast. We'll be back next week with more of our tenacity and worldly wisdom. If you want even more of us, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook and our show notes and heaps of helpful blog articles are at unstoppableauthors.com. We want to connect with you. Join our Guild of Unstoppable Authors via our website and you will not only hear from us every week, but you will also get a free digital copy of my book, 30 Days of World Building. We also have a Facebook group where we hold each other accountable, share our goals and successes and encourage each other to be unstoppable. You can find that at www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we are unstoppable authors. If you enjoyed the episode, please remember to subscribe and leave a review. See you next week.